for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. <laughs> oh, right, it's good to be here. Um, it's a bit strange to be here, but it's good to be with you all. Um, I'm just going to pray before I start. <sighs> thank you, Father, for um, thank you, Father, for church. Thank you for um, that you've brought us into your family, Lord, that it's a, a family that you love, and it's a, what you've chosen us for, it's what you've saved us for, to be part of this family. God, would you speak to us this morning? Would you use Pete and I just to bring your word to your people this morning? Amen. 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 So, um, today we're reaching the last in our series on groups at Gateway. Um, it's been running for a few weeks now. Um, and it's, we're basically leading up to the new group structure starting at the beginning of May. So we've been talking about praying together, learning together, worshipping together, having fun together, just being in God's presence together. We've been um, just concentrating on those things. And as I've listened over the last few weeks, I really thought we should have just called this series Together because it's just concentrated on us being it's all about the things that we do together um, as a church family because we are a church family when God saved us when we had that experience with him he brought us into his family into his household so we are saved to be part of his church which is pretty exciting and today Pete and I are going to be talking about um, one more thing that we do together which is going together or witnessing together looking outwards together Um, when Pete first told me that this is what we were going to be talking about, I'm not going to lie to you because you're my family. So (laughs) confession time. Um, My heart did sink a bit because I would not say that witnessing is something that I'm particularly strong in. I wouldn't say this is my my forte and I thought I wonder whether we could swap with someone else and talk about worship or somewhere with something which I feel a bit more comfortable in but um, God's got a bit of a sense of humour hasn't he? And, um, and he doesn't want to leave me where I am. He didn't want to leave me stuck in that place. So I'm hoping that um, I've got something to say to you today. Um, Pete and I have been really involved in this um, setting up of the new groups for, oh, I mean, months now we've been living with this. Um, so we're really excited that it's finally, we're going to get to see it all kind of come to pass um, over the next few weeks. And we just have a real sense that this is going to have a huge impact on the way that we look out together. And I just want to encourage you, really, that because it's something we do together, you're not on your own. So if you're like me and you're feeling a bit weak in this area, you just feel a bit like, actually, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know how to share my life and share my faith. Well, there's some good news this morning for you because um, you don't have to do that by yourself. Um, I think we've probably had the Great Commission um, verses come up a few times over the last few weeks. It should come up any second now. (laughs) Um, And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So because of who Jesus is and all that he has done, he says to us, go and make disciples. Um, And we're going to do that together um, as part of our new groups um, this morning and, you know, in the future. 
Barney has said a couple of times, which a quote which I really liked. Somebody called William Temple said it, um, I think. Is that right, Barney? Yeah. Um, he said, the church is the only organisation which exists for the benefit, primarily for the benefit, of its non-members. And that's great, because we do. Um, this great commission here, it's not, this is something which Jesus gives us to do. It's not one in a long list. It's not like we've got a to-do list as a church, and this is just like one of them. This is it. This is the to-do list of the church. Yeah. Go and make disciples. That's right. That's, that's what we're here for, and that's what he saved us for. And the really good news about that is that we've got something really special to share. Um, I just want to start by reading from Numbers 10, verse 29 to 34. Then Moses said to Hobab, the son of Rule, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out to the place of which the Lord has said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will do you good. For the Lord has promised good concerning Israel. But he said to him, I will not come, but rather will go to my own land and relatives. And then he said, please do not leave us inasmuch as you know where we should camp in the wilderness. And you will be as eyes for us. So it will be, if you go with us, that whatever good the Lord does for us, we will do for you. Thus they set out from the mount of the Lord, three days journey, with the ark of the covenant of the Lord journey in front of them for three days to seek out a resting place for them. The cloud of the Lord was over them by day when they set out from the camp. I love that passage. And when I think about the church and church family, and particularly the church looking outwards, that phrase in that, in, in that passage, come with us and we'll do you good, really jumps out at me. And it's, I've, I've lived with it for a long time. Um, and I, I think a lot of people who perhaps have been part of New Frontiers might have lived with it because it, it, it came from originally a sermon that, that Terry Virgo preached uh, back in the 80s, actually. Um, and, and he was talking about church. He was talking about this in, uh, in respect of the church. And I love the way this one phrase just encompasses the idea of church as an organization that looks outwards and looks to draw others in. So as I was thinking about the, the topic of this, this talk, and particularly the idea of evangelism being something we do together, uh, this, this phrase just came back over and over. So I decided it'd be a good place to start from. Apologies to our community group, because it was also, it was also the passage that really inspired us when we started our community group. So you may have heard some of this before. The context of this passage is the people of Egypt are setting out from the desert en route, and they're en route from Egypt to the promised land. And I love the opener that from Moses, Moses to Hobab, his father-in-law, we are setting out. So there's something exciting about that phrase. There's something adventurous about it. Maybe it's just me, but it seems like Moses is inviting Hobab into this adventure. And God's presence was with them. It says the, la- the clouds of the Lord was over them, and they were on a journey. They're on a journey to take ground, to take territory. And not only a promised land, but, but a promise to bless the nations. So God's promise to Abraham was that he would be the father of many nations. And that through him and his descendants, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. So these were people who had been set free from slavery in Egypt. God had built them together as a people and they were being caught up into his purposes. They were freed and blessed. They had the hope of a promised land. And they had a calling on them to bless the nations. And Moses' invitation 
to Hobab is come and join them on this adventure. Come with us. God is with us. We're on a journey together. We'll do you good. God has promised good things to us. And as always, when we're looking at at the Old Testament, we look at it through the eyes, through the lens, if you like, of the New Testament. And as a a church, we're, we're on a journey together. We've been freed. We're no longer captives. We are God's possession. We're on the move, taking ground for God's kingdom. His presence is with us as we go. And he promises that. As we enjoy fellowship with God and one another, God's heart is that we invite others in, into that. Come with us and we'll do you good. And I'd really love that to be the heart of new groups as we start this new season together. To actually be those who draw others in, whether that's an invite to a table tennis group, just have fun together, whether it's a, an invite to come and have some a curry with friends, or whether it's, it's an invite into a life group, um, enjoying fellowship together, enjoying a time of worship and prayer together. It's an invitation for others to join us. And like Deb, I'm relieved to know that when it comes to evangelism, we're in this together. Because I'm no natural evangelist either, frankly. Does that mean I can leave the evangelism to those who are more gifted in it? Uh, no, sadly not. Um, I've got my part to play. I need to be able to give a reason for the hope that I have. I need to be able to take opportunities as they arise. I need to pray for boldness, actually, that I can take those opportunities. But in doing that, it's, it's such an encouragement to know that I do this shoulder to shoulder with all of you guys in church, actually, the family of God. And people sometimes, there's that well-worn phrase in, in many ways that people sometimes come up with a statement, I, I don't have a problem with religion or faith as long as people don't shove it down my throat, as long as they keep it a, a private thing. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've heard that before. And I, I absolutely agree that we shouldn't be those who force our faith on other people or force it down other people's throats. I think the people who say this sometimes are those who've perhaps been the victims of some well-intentioned but poorly executed attempts at sharing faith. But I don't agree that it can be private. I'm sorry, it can't be private. Because <laughs> we share our faith and we share it for two reasons. Number one, Jesus told us to. Actually, you know, Deb read out the Great Commission. Uh, we, are, we are to be those who go and make disciples. And number two, just because it's very, very good news. I know you all know this. God loves the world. Jesus' death and resurrection is the source of all hope in this world. In a world where many experience a deep sense of despair, we have a message of life and hope. The very famous verse that you all know from John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, perish but have eternal life. God loves the world, and therefore there is hope. I read a really great quote recently that said this, Scripture is unwaveringly clear. The God we worship is a missionary God whose heart beats with love for the world. I love that. It really captured something for me. So God created us for relationship with him and relationship with one another. It's not a private thing. It's something we need to share because it's incredible news. And as I say this, I'm preaching it to myself Absolutely, because I said, I'm, as I said, I'm not a natural evangelist. I tend to fluff my opportunities and fluff my lines when I get my opportunities. Um, but, but it's something that, that I need to preach to myself because I know that this is the bedrock of my life. I know this truth. I know this peace that I've been given. And I know that as I, I, I remind myself of it, 
as I feed myself with truth, as I daily dwell on that gospel message, it will not only fill me with joy and peace, it will also overflow into those round and about me. Amen? That's my prayer. We have a relationship with the living God because he sent his son to die for us. And if that's not enough, he's made us a family. He's made us a people. 1 Peter 2 Verses 9 to 10 says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Ephesians 2.19, So, then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. This is good news. 1 John 2, 1 to 24. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, for that is what we are. We're a family. We're the family of God and the household of God. So I've been greatly encouraged as we've been preparing this talk, really just to, to think more about evangelism as an invitation and invitations to something amazing, an invitation to a relationship with a living God, and also to be part of his family, a family on an adventure, and a family on a mission. And it's just one small step at a time. It's really encouraging for me to know that I don't have to try and crowbar the gospel into every, gospel, every possible opportunity I get to speak about my faith. I don't have to expect an altar call-style repentance. It's just an invitation. It's an invitation to get to know us better, maybe for us to share our faith, to share what Jesus has done for us. Maybe, a, maybe an invitation to, to come along to something at church, whether it be a group or, or Alpha uh, or whatever, really. But it, it, it's an invitation to get to know about the good news of Jesus and who we are collectively as his people I've been trying to be a bit more open at work. Just it works a funny place. It's quite hard to, to, to get opportunities to speak about Jesus at times. But I've been just trying to be more open about what our life's like at weekends and uh, the craziness of a, a family of six who are kind of all the comings and goings of people in and out of the house and what it's like at church. How you know the busyness of it and it, the idea of it really is just to invite questions. People are naturally intrigued about it because it's just uh, it's just not what they what they're used to. And it's just a, yeah, hopefully it's an opportunity to invite questions. It's early days, but it's exciting. I'm hoping for more opportunities to share with them. When I was in my early 20s, I was in a football team that my church ran called Drummond Rovers. The mighty Drummond Rovers. And in some ways, this was similar to the missional style groups that we're going to be running uh, at church. um, In that it was just an opportunity to get to know some non-Christian guys and draw alongside them build relationships with them. We played in the McCabe South London Christian League, Division 2. There were only two divisions. (laughs) It was high-quality stuff, let me tell you. Now, you might think that, you might think that Christian League sounds quite sedate, quite a nice sort of stroll out on a Saturday morning. Well, let me tell you, it was a battlefield out there. There were tackles that went in in that in those football matches that Vinnie Jones would have winced that, frankly. We had a few broken bones, broken, broken arms, broken noses. I cracked my ribs on one occasion. Um, no one was seriously hurt, but it was good, robust fun. Uh, 
the teams were, there's a mixture. In each team, there's a mixture of churchgoers and non-churchgoers. Um, and it was sometimes difficult to work out who were the greater influence for good in, in those teams. But it was a good opportunity to build a relationship. And out of that, um, one, one of my good friends uh, to this day uh, was saved. And he came into our team. He was introduced by a couple who lived in his block of flats. And they went to our church and they told him that there was a football team he could come and join. He loved football, so he did it. It was just a really natural thing. So he came along and he got to know us. And we would uh, play football together. We would uh, go out in the evenings together, go to pub quizzes and that sort of thing. He was naturally inquisitive. Um, and he just got to know us. And eventually he went to Alpha, got to know a few more people at church. And he got saved. And it was amazing. And it wasn't because any of us won him over with our clever arguments because that would never have happened, <laughs> frankly. But it's just that he, he got to know us over a period of time, and he saw there was something different. You know, for all our faults, on and off the field, uh, we had a hope. There was something different about us. And we were able to introduce my friend to the source of this hope, Jesus, by the church family. And actually, at the time, we were young guys. We were just seeking to get to know Jesus better and we were just uh, processing all of all of sort of being in your 20s um, in the context of church family so you know you're working out relationships and career and identity and all of those things um, but you're doing it the, the difference being we're doing it in the context of actually we've got a savior and we can look to God for our futures and I think that my friend came into this and and saw something that was different it wasn't just the guys from the team it was the whole church who were who were speaking to him about Jesus. He's now uh, got a family of his own, married a lovely girl in the church, and they recently moved to Cornwall, and they run a Christian retreat in Cornwall. I haven't specifically spoken to him, but I think he would definitely say that the church had done him good, and that God had done him good. I think we just need to remember that we've got something amazing to share as a people, as a household of God. Let's keep reminding ourselves of that truth. I was struck at a presence meeting a couple of weeks ago. Get along to them if you can. They're, they're great. Um, just how good it is to be part of God's family. I mean, we were praying for some actually really difficult circumstances for a couple of people at church and just lifting them up to the Father as we worshipped. And Richard then just spoke a little about Jesus as Emmanuel. And Andy sort of led us in a chorus of it is well with our soul, with my soul, that, that marvellous hymn. And there's just a sense of awe in the place. And just the knowledge that, in, you know, in all of these circumstances, good and bad, we can come together and support one another as a family. And just know that assurance that it is well with our souls. God is with us. Now, I know that truth with all my heart. And that is something to invite others into. That is something to share with others. So um, 21 years ago, I responded to an invitation, um, much like Pete's been talking about, um, and it was the ultimate, come with us and we will do you good invitation. Um, Pete invited me to go to an alpha course. Um, and just to put that into some context, he didn't, it wasn't just like out of the blue. I had been, he'd also, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't our first date. <laughs> 
Yeah, he, I'd already been kind of hanging out a bit with this group of friends, actually, that he's already talked about um, with this um, guy who'd been to the football team, and I came along, and I went to some pub quizzes too. And um, I'd just gotten to know a few people. So when Pete asked me, said, the church is running an alpha course, do you fancy doing it? It just didn't seem quite so strange. It didn't seem quite so weird to go to it. It seemed like a much smaller step because I knew these people. I had noticed something different about them. I knew there was something that, was, that set them apart from the groups of friends that I had at the time. It was something different, and I wanted to know what it was. So I went along to Alpha, and about seven or eight weeks in, I, the penny dropped, um, and I decided there was only one way that I was going to live my life, and that was for Jesus. Um, but it wasn't just because of Alpha, um, although... Alpha's amazing, and you should definitely do it. If you've never done Alpha, you should definitely do it. It just gave me a chance to ask questions um, in a, just in, in the right forum. I had lots of questions, lots of things that I needed to kind of process and think through. But actually, it was mostly, I think, because of the people that I'd met. It was mostly because of I'd seen something different about this group of people. And so when we invite people along to things, that's what we're inviting them to see. We're saying, come with us, we've got something different, we've got something special, and we think it's going to do you good. And it has done me good. And about, I mean, less than a year after I did that Alpha course, we got married. Um, so it really did me good. <laughs> um, and uh, God's been really, has just been really faithful to us. Um, we've been through three different house moves, we've got four children, um, we moved from London to Ashford, so we've been through a couple of churches, we've um, our peeps have more jobs than I can even tell you since we've been here. Um, but God's been faithful. We've got a story of hope. We've got a story of his life in us as he's brought us into his family. And actually, that's not just our story either. That's kind of your story too. Because we're a family, all of our stories are collective stories of how God has done us good and, um, and the hope that we have in Jesus. And that's what's going to, as we invite people into these groups, that's our prayer. That's our hope, is that they will see that those collective stories, we'll be able to share those with them. So we say to them, come with us and we will do you good because we have known his blessing. And we've talked a lot about, over this series, about the in, out and up. Um, and I'm not a huge fan, to be honest, of like Christian-y, jargony things like that, like in, up and out, like what's that about? But actually, I think it is genuinely really helpful in this context. Um, it's genuinely really helpful to think about it. And Kirsty did such a good job last week, so I'm not going to go on and on about it. But as we connect with God, as we learn to spend time with him, as we're filled with his spirit, and then as we kind of get together in community and we're changed by those people around us, um, that kind of overflows naturally. That's that natural overflow into the people around us. That's what I saw. That's what I saw in this group of people um, that I you know, had never known people like that before. But I saw that, that connection with God and to one another, and it overflowed out. And that's what I was responding to, really, when I came to Alpha. It's all kind of all part of the same thing. So as we have met with our new group's leaders, we really encouraged them to think about how their group is going to express all of those things, the up, the in, and the out. So for our life groups... 
traditionally that's been quite tricky, our sort of our current community groups. Expressing the out has been quite hard going, really. Um, aside from sort of standing with one another in who we're praying for, it's been quite difficult to find the right opportunities to do that. Um, and we love our community group. We have have a like a worship meeting once a month. We meet at our house and we we worship God for the evening. And there's lots of piano playing. There's lots of singing. There's lots of praying. It's quite a it's quite a thing. And I'm pretty sure our neighbours are sharing. In that, I'm pretty sure there's an overflow into our neighbours' houses. In fact, the whole neighbourhood, I'm sure. Um, I don't think that counts as an out. I don't. I really don't think because it's kind of whether they like it or not, it's overflowing to them. Um, and also, I think if we invited them in, I can't imagine a more awkward scenario, to be honest, than our neighbours in that meeting. It's just just not always the right environment for those people. So I'm genuinely excited that our new groups will give us an opportunity to naturally invite people into things which are just, you know, to build relationships, to find some common ground with people. Um, I'm going to be um, running a choir. So here's just a small plug. <laughs> I'm going to be starting as one of our new groups. I'm going to be running a choir. And as part of that, um, I'm going to be asked, you know, maybe invite a friend to come along because it's really easy. And I'm not going to be doing, I'm not going to be opening in prayer I'm not going to do like a short Bible study at the beginning of why singing is such a great thing. We're not doing that. It's just going to be a choir. It's just going to, you know, just come along and sing. That's it. Having said that, I might, I'm, well, no, I'll be definitely be praying through the week for everybody that comes. Definitely. I'll be praying. I'll be asking perhaps a couple of Gateway members to meet maybe at the beginning before each rehearsal. Let's just meet and pray just that people sense the presence of God or, you know, find out a bit more about him as, as they come. I'll be doing those things, but I, it, I want it to be open. All of our groups, those missional groups, which are really going to give us that opportunity to focus on the out um, and be really strong in those areas. Um, we're just going to be looking to um, really uh, just make them open, just really easy places to invite people along to. Um, so... Um, we're inviting people um, to watch us do life together. And Jesus said in John 13, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So as people watch us do this life together, we are literally reflecting Jesus. We are actually just showing the world what Jesus looks like as we love one another. Now, she doesn't know I'm going to say this, but um, when we moved from <laughs> London down to Ashford, um, we didn't know anybody. And um, we'd been to Gateway a couple of times just because we needed to know that we would have a home church, a church that we could call home, and, and definitely this was it. <coughs> but we'd, we'd made a couple of connections. We got a few phone numbers, and, um, but we didn't have any friends. We hadn't got to that point yet. It was very early days. Um, but on that day when we moved... Sarah Evans came and um, she left on the doorstep a box of food of, you know, tea, coffee, bread, bacon, eggs, just those kind of essentials that you need for life. Um, I think she actually had like an eight-week-old baby or something at the time as well, something crazy. Um, it's just an act of kindness and love 
to people who were relative strangers, actually. They didn't really know us very well at all. We'd had a couple of very brief conversations. And later, when I told a neighbour that story, when I told her what you know, someone from our church had done who barely knew us, she actually welled up. She welled up with tears because she was so moved that someone would do this for someone they didn't even really know. But it's because we're family. It's because we, that's love in action. That's actually love in action. And we felt loved, but also it, it showed that we're his disciples in the way that we were loved by, by Sarah, even though she barely knew us. And that's what we're inviting people into. When we say, come to a curry night, we're inviting them to come and see and be part of that because it's really powerful and it's not like that out there. It's not like that. People are nice to their friends, but that's it. You know, they're not, it doesn't always spill out into, into people that you don't even know very well. Um, in Luke 10, Jesus sends out his disciples um, two by two. Here it is. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. And I think there are two interesting things here. I think the first is that he sent them in twos, um, and the second is that it, they were going ahead of him into the places that he was planning to visit. And I was thinking, well, why twos? Well, if, you could, if you went on your own, then you'd cover more places. Surely that makes more sense. But I wonder if it's because two people are an encouragement you can encourage one another. You can learn from one another's strengths. You've got twice the witness. You've got twice the um, testimony to offer. That's my timer going off. It says I should stop talking now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got twice the witness, twice the testimony. And also they're going ahead of him. I think that's the most exciting bit. Jesus is sending us out into the places two by two, or in more actually, as we meet in these groups, into places that he wants to go, into places that he's planning to go to. We're going ahead of him. And it's really exciting. And that's our prayer, really, that as we go together, as we witness together, we're going ahead of Jesus into the places he wants to go anyway. So you've got your brochure, I hope. It's really lovely, isn't it? All glossy and shiny and colourful. We love it. Um, Consider carefully where God's calling you to be in this time. It's just a term. It's just up until July. You're not, it's not like the next five years of your life. Just have a think. Maybe you'll choose to stay with your current life group leaders just because of the season of life you're in. Sometimes that's just where you need to be. But perhaps you're ready for something new. Perhaps you're ready to try a different group. Or maybe a work colleague has said that they really want their fancy starting running. And you're like, Excellent, I've got just the place for you. I've got a beginner's runners group, which is awesome. It's amazing. So just have a think about where you've got to be. And then can I encourage you to sign up, but also to be determined to commit to that community for that time. It's only a few weeks, 10, 12 weeks at the most. Put it in your calendar. Turn up every week or every two weeks or whatever it is and be part of that community because I really think... Um, it's going to do us good. And I think we're going to do good to some people around us. I'm really confident that, that we, you will, you will see, we'll see God do some really exciting stuff during this time. So what do you need to do next? Read through the brochure. That's what I've just said. Decide, pray about which group you're going to be in. Sign up 
on a Sunday morning after the meeting. I said, or via the website, Leckley's already said this, we're just tweaking a couple of bits on the website still, and um, that should be up and running this week. But if you want to strike while the iron's hot and sign up this morning, we will have sign-up sheets somewhere. Just outside, apparently. Um, and then just commit to attending and put it in your diary. And maybe invite a friend. Although, can I just say, because I forgot to say it earlier, if you were coming to a missional group, an activity group like the choir, like table tennis, like the signing group, um, you don't have to invite a friend. You don't have to bring someone along. That's not compulsory, but what a great opportunity to do that. What a great opportunity.